What's your story? Whether you're a client or an independent financial advisor, we know you face many important decisions that can affect your and your clients' long-term financial success. Welcome to the WIN Podcast. What's important now with Corey Hymanson, accredited investment fiduciary and president of Hymanson Wealth Advisors. In this podcast, Corey helps you identify your goals and objectives through financial education and comprehensive planning while inspiring you to make better behavioral decisions in your personal finance. With a twist on pop culture and current events, join us as we explore growth and protection strategies for individuals, advisors, and their businesses. Come and discover what's important to you now. Hello and welcome to the Win Podcast with Corey Hymanson. Corey, what is going on today? Hey, new day, my friend. Is that that's kind of my common answer, I think. But uh, yeah, I'm fired up. It is, and and you are fired up, and you're usually fired up when we get together. This is this is why I come here. You know that, right? You, you get me moving. <laughs> I'm your motivational speaker. <laughs> exactly, my personal motivational speaker with a bunch of people listening in, you know, across the country. <laughs> there uh, you that, go. That works for me. You know. <laughs> so, what are we doing today? I mean, you're always bringing me something amazing. Ah, yeah. You know, give you a little background. So this is this is the start of year 24 of me being a financial advisor and. Through the years, I've seen a common theme. I don't want to paint everybody in the same picture, but I've seen sort of a theme where people, as as some of them get older, they maybe get more negative on the future of of the world or or, or our country or or the youth, let's say, mm-hmm. of our country. And and that made me think, you know, let's dive into this. Why wouldn't we? And, and so I I titled this podcast. Maybe the youth of today are not so mixed up after all. All right. And I know why you named it this. You've got a guest in studio and it, and she's a Mr. Guest, right? She's just kind of a mystery here. Yes. Yes. I think we're going to, we're going to go down the path here a little ways. And then, then eventually we may let her use her real name. (laughs) So, and so I'll, I'll just throw a little out there. She is what I would call somebody that's in the, the Generation Z type okay. category. All right. Um, so without using names, I, I will let her say something here to, to join the conversation with us. Yes. Yeah, so um, I'm part of Generation, the Gen Zs is what we call it. And those are people born more in the late 90s and then early 2000s. Okay. Fair enough. And I hesitate to even dwell on that that Gen Z moniker or title because I've never really liked the idea of painting people in in categories. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's millennials or you can go down the list: Alpha, you know, Z, X. We got all these, but just kind of for generation, or I shouldn't say generation, just for fun and enjoyment purposes, we thought we would bring somebody in from that category just to maybe shed some light. Maybe they can change uh, the minds of older people who are <laughs> negative on this whole deal. But anyway, that's where we're going to go with this. So instead of just looking you in the eye and, and seeing when you're going to talk, person in our studio, how about if, if Eric or I maybe throw out some optimistic type female names and we'll let you pick one to identify yourself? Yes, sounds good. Okay, Eric, you want to go first? Yeah, you got anything for me? Thing. Yeah, my brain was hurting. I, I wasn't going to be able to do Mr. Guest this entire time, so thank you for that. Um, okay, so let's let's get some to choose from. You, you said you know some optimistic names. I can go with uh, Helga. 
I don't know if that's optimistic. <laughs> you, you, you get to choose from Helga, Hope, or Grace. Which one would you go with? I'm going to, just because I like to participate, I'm going to throw a couple more in there too. Okay. And I will say Joy, or I believe the, the name Claire maybe covers like brightness or light or oh, something like that. So, so do you like any of those? Um, yeah, they're all good, but I think we'll go with Grace. Oh, I was okay. for Helga. Grace it is. Okay. <laughs> Didn't choose Helga. That's fine. I get it. <laughs> should have, we should have brought those little, hello, my name is name tags. <laughs> okay. So we're going to identify you as Grace and then we'll see where this goes later. But uh, just as a, as a general statement, or, or I'm going to throw this question to you, uh, Grace. Do you think the youth of today are, are slackers? Um. Yeah, I feel like that's a common thing a lot of older people might say about me and the youth of today. Well, I, I'm, not, I'm not picking on just you. <laughs> I'm just saying in general, in general. Yeah, I would say, no, I think the youth, like we work hard, um, just as hard as previous generations. But I think the reason that the idea that people think the youth of today may be slackers is because we do things differently than the generation before. Um, so for example, like social media and influencers are a really big thing. And people that are successful in that area, they really have to work hard. But to people that are in an older generation, it may seem like they just don't understand, I guess, I would say, what an influencer does. And they don't understand how people using social media, they can use as a job and as a career. Okay, so um, let, let's jump in there. So an influencer, what, what is that? Yeah, so there's a lot of different influencers to make it easy, I guess, like what I watch influencers from just people that are my age or a little bit older in college, um, and they might influence what type of clothes they wear or like makeup products or for boys, they might watch, um, I don't know, influencers that talk about, I mean, video games, I guess you could even go with or sports or just tips in life. Um, it's just kind of people you follow on social media and you kind of get an idea of what's trending in today's culture and how to kind of, I don't know, yeah, follow the trends. So so I was in Las Vegas a couple of years ago with some friends and we we were having lunch or like a brunch in, in one of the large resort type restaurants and in came, <laughs> this is a flashback, Eric loves my tangents, but anyway, flashback, there's like six People that walked in, three boys, three girls, probably about your age, and, and they sat at the table next to me, and like one was wearing a fur coat, and one had major, huge sunglasses on. It, it, my first impression was, was that I was annoyed, and now I'm having a flashback <laughs> thinking, maybe these were people in the category you're talking about. You know what I mean? Maybe these were California people that maybe had followers on social media platforms. Is that maybe yeah. what you're saying? I would say like an easy way to notice if they were um, influenced or not is if they are taking pictures of their food and like selfies and stuff. Oh yeah, totally. They were yeah. like making duck lips and smiling <laughs> and then they go back to conversation. And so that, I shouldn't say it was annoying, but it was like, I, I knew I was of a different mindset or generation because I guess I don't do that. Yeah, it's very different. So, yeah. so what you're really saying is essentially uh, a productivity type thing, meaning you said that things are different now. So, I mean, would you say that people can, I don't know if I'm really saying a job standpoint, can people do things in a more productive fashion or a quicker fashion today than they maybe could have 40 years ago? Yes, I think so. I think there's so many resources like online 
um, on your phone and in the internet where you can do things like just like go into a website and like clicking things. I don't know. You don't have to do as many things in person, which there's pros and cons to that doing things online. But I think it's a you can get a lot of things done easier and quicker in a day than you used to be able to. I've got so, a great so example of that. Uh, okay, sure. Honestly. Go ahead. Uh, it's Grace, right? Grace. Yeah. You're going with Grace. Yes. <laughs> have you ever balanced a checkbook? Um, I actually have. So that's actually kind of funny. Um, so I have a checkbook and I don't really write checks a lot, but I do use it to, yeah, like make sure my bank account, like everything's looking good. But um, where I go to school at, my friends, when I've talked about writing a check before, they just laugh at me. They, um, all my friends, pretty much online banking, they yeah. don't have a checkbook or anything. Well, that's the example that I wanted to use with, with what you just said is because I remember my parents once a month or once maybe every two weeks sitting down to balance the checkbook. It took time. They had to rectify. They had to make sure everything counted correctly according to the checks they've written, the things that are coming in, the bank, what the bank account statement says, so on and so forth. That took a lot of time. Even my wife and I, who are in our late forties, really didn't balance a checkbook a whole lot because online banking was, you know, pretty prevalent even 10, 15, 20 years ago. And we got into it pretty quickly. Now you guys as Gen Z have all the shortcuts, all the different things that you can do. That's so instant, so quick with that online banking that you don't have to spend that time, right? You can use that time for more productive things. So it's, I think it's more prioritizing the time that you do have. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I do. I switched to online banking when I went to college just cause it's a lot easier. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it's really easy. And once you kind of, there's apps for wherever you bank at and kind of like a checkbook, um, it shows you like, well, at least mine, the app, it'll show me everywhere I spent my money, what the balance is. So it's kind of, it's doing it. So you don't have to do the math of everything. Yeah, that's great. A world with no math. <laughs> That's what we like. <laughs> Automatic math. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to kind of dovetail on that. So, Grace, if you were applying for a job at my office, would you be okay with working in the office all week long? Or do you believe in the mindset of working from home? Or do you think a, a hybrid type combination situation? I mean, how, how, what's your personal take on that whole discussion? Yeah, so I'm someone that I don't like to sit still. I'm always doing something. So I personally would not want to work from home. I would want to, yeah, I'd want to be in an office. But I do think, I mean, it depends on the job, what I'm doing. But I do think there's um, a lot of things where you could get work done faster. And if you are a productive person like I am, I mean, it depends where I'm working at and all that. But I, I could see more of a hybrid thing um, where you're maybe working full-time hours, but then you're only in the office like part-time hours because you can just get it done quicker. It depends what type of worker you are though right, too. Right. And, and as an employer, my mind has is, is started to change that I, I think you have to be open-minded to, if you can hire good people, you, you don't have to necessarily let the employee demand where they work or how they work. But, mm -hmm. but I think as an employer, you have to be uh, open-minded you know, yeah. to, to what the, the future of employment might look like in our country. And, yeah. and so now I'm going to switch gears on you. You said hybrid. I'd like your thoughts on hybrid type cars. So like electric cars. I mean, as a younger person, um, I, I'm just curious as to your thoughts, because sometimes older generation people sit in front of me and as they're saying some of these negative things of, 
you know, youth don't work as hard as they used to when I was a kid, and now they all want to drive electric cars, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, I'm just curious what your initial thoughts are on good, bad, and different. Um, hybrid cars. I mean, right now I don't have the money to have one, um, <laughs> but I think in the future um, I'd be open to getting one, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess I don't really know much on that right now, but I have nothing against them. Okay, fair. That's fair. And, and so Eric talked about it a little bit, but can you imagine a world where there was no internet or, or that online banking or even social media for that matter? Does that even seem possible to you? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. It's crazy, um, especially with like social media. And then um, there's, there's good and bad with it, but I feel like um, I use it for good. You can connect with so many friends, especially I go to school um, quite far away from where I grew up. So social media is a way to connect with your friends. And then like the internet, like you can just Google so many things. I think that's an also, that's the reason we get things done quicker sure. in today's world because we can like find resources to just learn how to do sure, things. Absolutely. It, it, all, it all comes back to productivity, you know, and that doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you're investing or saving or working or spending, you just got to make good decisions. But anyway, hey, there's me going on a tangent again. <laughs> but how about, this is really random, but would you say that people are generally good or bad by their nature? Um, I know that's a little deep, but yeah. I, I know you're maybe a good deep yeah, thinker, so I I'm like, going to throw it at you. Yeah, I like questions like that. I I personally believe everyone's Everyone wants to be good by nature, um, and like we strive to be good people, and then we, like we all fall short of that. Um, I do think, literally, like with my personal beliefs, that yeah, there's like sin in this world, so none of us will be a hundred percent good. But I, I do believe everyone tries to be a good person. Um, but things come in life that makes people make bad decisions, and sometimes those bad decisions can lead to you um, getting to a path where you're as what society would say, like a really bad person doing really bad things, or you're just gonna, you just go back and forth. Sure. So maybe this is a spoiler alert comment, but is it fair for me to say that the world is not destined to be doomed by the youth of the future? <laughs> no, I do not <laughs> think so at all. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now I'm going to really throw, this is sort of a trivia type question, okay. but I want you to, I'm going to give you four names of historical people and I want you to basically tell me if you've ever heard of these people before. You ready? Yes. Billy Casper. No. Chet Dostrimsky. No. Joan Hanna. No. And the last one, Chuck Ferries. No. I only knew one of the four names before <laughs> I even threw this out at you, but super random. Last week, I'm home and I'm at my mother's house and apparently she's to the point where she's starting to remind me that I maybe still have things that are in her home that she does not want there anymore. So she hands me this box, a banker's box, about 50 pounds worth of old Sports Illustrated magazines. Now, as I start looking through these, I determine they're not even mine. These are older than me. <laughs> and so I pulled these four Sports Illustrated. I'm, I'm now showing them to you. The first one, Billy Casper on the cover of Sports Illustrated, February 20th, 1961, and it says, My Secrets of Putting. So he was a golfer. The next one, Chet Jastrzemski says he's the world's best swimmer. Apparently he was an Indiana University swimmer in 1962. And then we've got uh, 
Joan Hanna, who was participating in the World Ski Championships in uh, February 1962. And then, it, then this last one is Chuck Ferries, the best U.S. skier in history, it says, out of March 1963. <laughs> what is the point of this? That's not a question. I'm just looking <laughs> yeah, at it. This is like deer in the headlights, Eric. <laughs> I know. So what's the point of this? The point of this is that if I ask you to name a great golfer that you know today, who would that maybe be? Tiger Woods. Okay. How about a swimmer? Like Michael Phelps. Okay. So that's what I was going to guess. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, and, and in skiing, maybe it's Michaela Schifrin has been in the news here lately, you know, setting these records. Yeah. My point on this is that generations move forward. People maybe improve in the sports world, whether that's technology, training, whatever. But the point being, it's hard for me to imagine that, that an older generation person today can look me in the eye across the desk and say, our world is heading down a disastrous path because youth don't work as hard as I did back in my day. You know what yeah. I mean? Because, you know, kudos to, to Billy Casper. I think he was a good player at, at the time, but I don't think he could equivalently play golf as well or hit the ball as far as the players today. Yeah. And, and so what I'm saying is it doesn't matter if it's golf or skiing or swimming. I think the world evolves. So as I had a guest on this show, now I'm tangenting into uh, my beliefs and not necessarily yours. Yeah. <laughs> I do that all the time. Hey, hey, Eric, I, Corey, I, I want to say something because you brought up a, an excellent point. First of all, I didn't know any of those names. <laughs> so <laughs> so they're, they're from 60 years ago. That's a long time. Um, but you said Billy Casper was a golfer, right? Yes. You're absolutely right. He couldn't hit the ball as far as the folks today um, or as accurately as today. And one of the reasons is because the technology has changed. The balls have changed in golf in 60 years. The clubs certainly have changed in golf in 60 years. And I think that that lends uh, proof basically to what Grace is facing in Generation Z and, and all the younger folks. The, the technology that they're given and allowed to use and are masters at in, in most cases is so much more advanced than what you and I had 20, 30, 40 years ago. It's no wonder they're getting so much more done in a quicker amount of time, being more proficient at things. And also, you know, the, the good and bad, like Grace, like you said, there's good and bad with, with anything. But I, I just think the technological changes set you guys apart as well. Yeah, and I also think, um, kind of going with like the generations, I think, um, so like the older generation, they look at us and kind of, they just don't understand um, the technology and stuff as much. But I will admit too, um, like when I see younger kids that wouldn't be part of Gen Z, like the even younger one, like my cousins, there's some things they do that my generation would kind of look at them and be like, what are they doing? Like, this is going to be awful when they get older. So I think like we all are kind of selfish. And I think we all kind of think we do things the best way too. So I will admit that it's easier to just think the way your generation, people around you, how we do things is always going to be better than younger. But I mean, yeah, everything keeps changing and you just kind of have to be open to the change and that's how things get done and the world's going to, it's going to keep moving if you like it or not, pretty much. Grace, you're wow. going to realize you're old the first time you tell a kid to get off your lawn. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's spot on. I'm having a little bit of an epiphany here at my work because frequently I, I do tasks or I do things at my desk that somebody else in my office building should be doing. 
You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I think I can do it better. And that's not the case. I, I could pass a lot of these tasks off and then I wouldn't have to be here so late at night or on the weekends. And, you know, <laughs> so maybe I can maybe I can learn something from this podcast. Well, Corey, here's the thing. Also, I want to just mention that to our longtime listeners, they know that you implement new technology within your business, right? You're not the advisor of 30 years ago. You're not the advisor of 20 years ago or 15 years ago. You certainly don't have a printer with one long ream of paper that just prints constantly or a ticker, <laughs> a ticker tape that's going off in the background. Um, you have talked about the technology that you guys implement as well. So, I mean, I don't want to leave you out of this mix. It's not just Gen Z that's doing a good job. This is what business moving forward looks like, right? I mean, that's just my opinion. Yeah. No, you're spot on. And it's easy for me to throw myself under the bus, essentially. But when I started, yeah, the ticker tape uh, of stock prices, you know, traded in in increments of, of an eighth. And then it was a mm-hmm. big deal when they went to a sixteenth of a dollar. And and now this morning I placed trades for people and had four decimal places beyond wow. <laughs> the dollar sign. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and you do it without thinking because yeah, you adapt. You have to you have to improve yourself. And I don't care what walk of life you're in. Don't be afraid of technology. Don't be afraid to to do things faster, better, smarter. You know, no matter what that is. So you're right. That was a really long answer to say, Eric, you're right. Thanks for the for the pat on the back. I don't hear it from my wife much, so go ahead. <laughs> That's why we do these sessions. <laughs> it is like therapy. Oh. And so since I'm in the magazine covers, you know, I like to pull these out sometimes too, but I'm going to throw just, and this is for, for Eric and for, for Grace. I'm, I'm just throwing these out. You know, these are some old Time magazine covers and, and the headlines. I'm just going to rattle these off. First one, grain is a weapon. Who wins and who loses? And the next one, poisoning of America, the toxic chemical wastes. The next one, the revolution, I'm sorry, the robot revolution. Uh and then the last one, uh, no free lunch, the cost of entitlements. You know, I read these things and it's like, these could be current magazine covers. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And every one of them is from 1980 and 1981. You know, so it's just a point of don't, now I'm preaching to the older people that I was throwing under the bus earlier, <laughs> that you can't be pessimistic because the history of our country says that that just doesn't pan out. I don't know. So now, to our guest, let's throw some rapid-fire questions at you. Are you okay here? Yeah, sounds good. Okay. And these kind of are dovetailing on what Eric threw at you earlier, but uh, do you have a credit card? Yes. Do you carry a balance, or do you pay it off every month? I pay it off every month. Do you own a car? Yes. Do you know what car insurance is? Yes, I do. And do you have it? Yes, I have car insurance. (laughs) Are you a registered voter? Yep. Have you ever voted in an election? Yes, I have. More than once? Yeah, um, I think two. Yeah, two okay. now. Now I'll throw a deep one at you. Do you feel that you've made a change in anyone's life up to this point in time? I know you're, I know you're a young person, but I mean, yeah. just in general, have, let me reframe that a little. I'm curious if you've made a change or you feel like you have or have, even to this young part of your life, have you made the world a better place than it was however old you are, 20 years ago? Yeah. Um, yeah, that is a hard question. I don't think I have a specific, like, I didn't, never have had a, you know, I don't think a lot of people have these one-time life-changing stories that change one person's life. But I would say so far, I'm pretty confident in my life that whenever I meet someone, I'm very intentional with conversation with them, helping people out if they're older than me, younger than me. And I feel like just little aspects of that in my everyday life that 
I have this like light in me that I just shine to others, not to be like all about me, but I just feel like I have made a change in people's life in just simple ways, nothing dramatic, but just kind of an everyday. I try to um, look to make people happy, I guess. Yeah. And I'm going to throw this out. The reason that I invited you in, well, I mean, you fall into the Gen Z category. That was number one. (laughs) Number two was because you smile. Every time I've (laughs) ever seen you, you're happy and smiling. And, And I've, essentially joked behind closed doors at my office with my staff that the people that we have the best relationships with from a working relationship standpoint are generally people that smile more than they frown and they're optimistic. Yes. And, and I don't know if that's because that's how I think or if that's just what I like or they just tend to be fun people to be around. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely think if you're smiling throughout your day, your day, your life's better. No, don't get me wrong, but there are times where I'm definitely sad and stuff, but That reminds me of this one person once told me, um, this intelligent guy, he told me that every day he tries to look in the mirror and start the day off by giving himself a high five (laughs) in the bathroom mirror, and it just makes your day better. (laughs) God, I am so going to do that tomorrow, and I'm going to have to think of this. What do you think, Eric? We on to something there? Well, what I think we're on to is the fact that, that Grace, you're an influencer. Right. Thank you. A, you know, you are, you are, <laughs> it doesn't, you don't have to be on YouTube. You don't have to be on TikTok. You don't have to be on all that. When you're walking into a building, no matter what that building is and you smile and somebody catches that and just gets that little bit of, of hope or happiness or a little bit of joy from that, that's the influence that you've had. Right. And I think that we, we miss that so much in, in, I'm, I'm so guilty of this in drudgery, right? Where you're just like, uh, this is, you know, COVID. I, we have this, we've got, I got Christmas coming. Jeez, I got to do all the shopping. It's cold outside. This sucks, blah, 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 blah. And we can get that way. But being a real influencer and that to me, that answers Corey's question. He says, have you, you know, have you had an impact on another person? You answered it beautifully. And that's because you're an influencer, even if it's just a small portion every day. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And and that's super interesting that you'd say that because Eric, I saw it in your face when Grace walked in here, she smiled at us, introduced herself and you smiled. And then I smiled and I didn't even know we were going to circle back to that. <laughs> we were, yeah. It was almost kumbaya, but we didn't go that far. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> That'll be my new go-to uh, question when I try and get somebody to book, uh, to come on here and be a guest. I'll be like, well, you know, we will do this and that. We'll have a little <laughs> outline for the show, but you know, then we'll sing kumbaya and go about our day. <laughs> We'll high five each other and smile and all that. <laughs> high five mirror fives. That's awesome. Go. So we're getting near the end of this. I, I think we need to to break this thing open. And and so person that we're identifying is Grace. Would would you like to tell us your true identity? Yes, I will. Um, so my name is actually Grace. So um, lucky guess for you guys. Um, um, but <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> my name is Grace Hymanson. So actually, Corey here is my father, but um, I'm happy to say that I did not get asked to be on this because of um, being his daughter. It's just because I'm a very good person to talk to. Damn, I thought you looked familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) I saw some similarities, but I wasn't going to point them out. I'm just going to say that out loud. No, no. It's all fun. We like to, to bring some twists and turns to these things, you know? So I'm sure a few people of our listeners, you know, maybe knew it right off yeah. the bat, but uh, we play to a loud crowd, or a loud crowd, a broad audience, I should say. And uh, well, maybe they're a loud crowd too. They're a bit <laughs> rowdy. I, I, I think your listeners are a little rowdy. That's good. 
Yeah, you know, got to have a little edge to you. I mean, there's a lot of podcasts out there that are kind of like watching nightly business reports or, (laughs) (laughs) you know, too dry. We're not not here to be dry, you know. Okay, so now that we know your true identity, uh, why don't you give us a little background? I mean, what do you do today? What do you do for fun? Yeah, so I'm 20 and I'm a sophomore um, and I go to school at the University of North Carolina, Wilmington. So I did move quite a long ways from home. Um, but I would say it actually is easier with the technology of today. That's a good thing about wrapping it into technology. Right. But I'm on the dance team at school there. I've made a lot of friends. I'm involved. I'm 10 minutes from the beach. Um, it's kind of, oh, that must be difficult. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of what my life is like. Um, so, I'm a social work major. I want to help people in the future. Yeah, so that's about me. So you're not going to just move into a hut or, or live in a van and just go beach to beach the rest of your life? or, or you, I, gonna- you know, no, but I'll, that's not a bad idea. I feel like the older generations might not like that, but that does sound pretty fun. <laughs> See the world. There you go. I have one question. Uh, this is one we like to ask a lot of the guests, but uh, who is the most famous person you've ever met? Not me. <laughs> Or at least uh, maybe a, a famous or, or influential person you maybe, you know, saw as a speaker or ran across in a random place. Okay. Um, I'd say the most famous person that I've seen um, would be just um, this past week. I went to a Christian conference. And I saw Sadie Robertson. She was speaking. Um, she She's a big influencer um, that I follow. So that was really cool. I got to listen to her speak. Was she on Duck Dynasty? Yes, uh, a little bit. Her parent, her dad would have been on it more, but I never watched Duck Dynasty, really, but I know her family is part of that. <laughs> maybe, maybe that just dated me, Eric, you suppose? <laughs> just a wee bit, but I like that show too, so. No harm, no foul. I knew oh, it sounded familiar. Did you foul thing? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, that, that was a little slow. A little slow <laughs> with the draw there. Oh, man. Uh, so that was, so she was, uh, she gave a good speech or? Yeah. Or yeah, she gave, I was at this conference for actually my generation. It was kids 18 or people 18 to 25 years old. And she spoke just, um, it was a Christian message, but it was aimed right at our generation, which was very helpful listening to someone just speak directly to people your age and just how to kind of live your life. And yeah, sure. it was good. Yeah, cool. All right. That's the end of my questions. Eric, you got anything for her? No, I, well, here's the thing. I would like to know, and, and the reason I say this is because I, I want the listening audience to understand that influencers are of every age. Um, and I, I specifically say that because my wife has been following what we will we'll just call her an influencer, and she's probably 70, but she cooks all the time. And so my wife loves to watch her, and she actually followed her caramel corn recipe for Christmas. We give a bunch of it out. So I would like to know who's the oldest influencer in your in your list of influencers that you that you watch or listen to or 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 uh, tune into. Oh yeah, okay, that's um kind of a tough one. Um, I would say honestly, the oldest influencer that I'm most like, I guess I'd say involved with, but like I follow their stuff would be someone that's like I think she's 29, so it's only nine <laughs> years older than me. Um, <laughs> to be completely honest, it's almost but, a decade. <laughs> yeah, but there are um, I know there are a lot of people that, yeah, like cook. And I mean, like even my dad here, I've been a podcast, like that a lot of podcasts I listen to are people my age, like 20 to 30. But I think it is cool. There are those certain people that are in the older generation that will adapt to having a podcast or posting on social media. And that's the way you're going to get business or 
you're just going to get more connections to people that are younger. And if, if you're older and you're not doing that to get the younger generation, then like, it's sad, but by the time you're done, um, by the time you're so old, you're just going to have no one left around. (laughs) 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 So kind of harsh, but you need to be connecting with the younger generations. Yeah, that was yeah. Put a nice bow on that thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ended that well. <laughs> and it's funny you'd say that, Eric, because uh, last week it, I'm, I'm going to throw out uh, Nick Murray uh, was a financial advisor for a lot of years, and and then I think he essentially retired, and and now he he writes books, and a lot of his content is is geared toward financial professionals, you know. And I, I read a lot of his stuff, you know. It, as he gets older, you know, he's always a real cheerleader for investing and doing the right thing, but he does kind of have a cranky edge to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's funny because uh, it was about a week ago, a new client came in and they brought in a massive bag full of all their financial documents from decades. And as I'm sorting through this with them, there was an article in there that he had written, a Nick Murray article from like 40, 45 years ago. Oh, Wow. And, and I laughed and I asked if I could make a copy of it and they let me because they, they didn't even know why they had it. They found it somewhere or an advisor gave it to them. But point being, the stuff he talked about in that article 40 or 50 years ago is the same way he, he pitches stories and ideas today. And so when you said influencer or who's the oldest influencer, I guess you know anybody can influence mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. But that one almost hit me like, you know, here's a guy who's been preaching the same thing for 40 or 50 years and the underlying message can stay the same. Like golf can stay the same for 50 years, but as Eric said, technology improvements, all that stuff just puts a nice shiny bow on everything and makes it better. <laughs> yeah. And the point is, 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 is I, I, as I think about what you were saying earlier, Grace, is that yes, it's, it would be great if more of the older generation were to become influencers with whatever skill or trade they've been good at, right? I, I follow a lot of people that do home improvement and most of them are in there either mid thirties to mid forties. Cause they have, you know, 20, you know, years of experience. And so I'm, I'm watching them build things and that's how I'm learning. But that's the whole thing is I, I want older folks, folks that don't necessarily know what a true influencer is by definition or whatever, just find something that you like and start tuning into it. Like this podcast, right? We have a lot of listeners, Corey's you've got a broad audience because you have people that want to learn and do better with their finances, learn tips and tricks, or learn about taxes or learn about tax changes. This is what you bring to the audience. And I think that's the vitally important part is that people need to understand that you can, education doesn't happen in a classroom anymore. These are the modes of, of education, whether it's TikTok, whether it's YouTube, whether it's, it's podcasting, that's how people are absorbing great knowledge. Um, Corey, I'm going to ask you obviously for your contact info, because people that want to learn more, they need to learn more from you. Absolutely. And I'm going to break out the technology here for you, Eric. We haven't done this one before, but people can actually either call the following number or they can send a secure business text to me at the same oh. number. Boom. Well, there <laughs> you go. your head exploding. <laughs> so let's throw this out. So for listeners, again, you can either call or text to this number and we'll get back to you. 712-472-3888. Fantastic. Corey, do you have any closing thoughts? I don't want to, I won't take the stage there. Uh, no, I think I've, I've covered skiing and swimming from the sixties, wrapped it into today with secure texting. And that pretty much is everything. We're good to go. <laughs> it was a pleasure meeting you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Yes. Thank you. 
Yeah, th- this is fantastic. Corey, thank you for the surprise. I, I, you know, this is what I come for. This is the stuff I love. So thank you hey. so much. And of course, our last thank you always goes to the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the wind podcast with Corey Hymanson. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Corey comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask that you share this podcast where I didn't leave a review as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Hymanson Wealth Advisors, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Win Podcast. What's important now? The show that helps you achieve your financial dreams. To ask questions about topics covered during the show or get a copy of Stop Doing Dumb Things With Your Money by Corey Hymanson, visit www.hymansonwealth.com or give us a call at 712-472-3867. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc. Hymanson Wealth Advisors and Securities America are separate entities.